0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and welcome to the Believe in Vanderbilt football podcast and the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag. In the Music City, I'm Matt Perkins, and I'm joined as always by Ryan Seymour. On today's show, Ryan and I sit down to catch up, talk about the last two games against Kentucky and Florida, preview the matchup with Missouri this coming weekend, and talk about the overall state of the program, with special regards to the announcement that Vanderbilt will be starting a female kicker in Sarah Fuller this weekend. But before we get started, we can't forget to... All right, we're back here on Believe in Vanderbilt Football
0: with Ryan Seymour. Ryan, good to see you. It's been far too long. Good to see you, Matt, man. I just coming off of Thanksgiving. I got a, a belly full of turkey. I was cashed out on the couch last night by like about nine o'clock. Woke up this morning, got some Thanksgiving leftovers with all the family. Um, it has been too long, man. We've been we've been busy and but uh I don't know. Not a whole lot's changed since we last talked. Obviously, the Commodores are coming off of a loss to Florida. We're going into this week, thinking we had our rivalry against UT. Now the game last minute has switched to uh, Missouri. Um, we're definitely going to dive in and talk about that a little bit. But how are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, we had a nice, you know, early mid-afternoon Thanksgiving dinner. So uh, I hit the couch at about six and was passed out by about six <laughs>
0: fifteen. Yeah, oh, you beat yeah. me then.
1: Yep. <laughs> Woke up, woke back up at about 7:30, and then had round two, and had some pumpkin pie, uh, a little cheesecake, a little apple crisp, uh, a couple Uh, more, a couple more beers. I I
0: always used to say, as a lineman, one of the one of like my catchphrases was, "Hey, you deserve it." I was just, I always used to tell myself, "I got to have my second, third plate," you know, and I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? I deserve it." So. So, uh, I still got that online mentality, man. It sounds like you're right there with me waking up and getting getting leftovers uh digging into that pie a little bit
1: <laughs> oh 100 percent. i've seen way too many instagram posts being like it's 2020 you don't need to think about what you no. know your waistline don't you
0: even d- get me started on 2020
1: yeah you got yeah, yeah. you got here so I'm not far holding back
0: baby i'm no, not holding I'm, back when it comes to the fixings
1: trust me i didn't i did not hold back at all and it felt good so um well as you guys know we are brought to you by betonline.ag the football season's in full swing actually uh, coming to a close here in a couple weeks and so while you may not be at the games or have not gone to the games this season, you can. be in on the action at bet online ryan you mentioned uh last minute switch out to playing mizzou this weekend vanderbilt is a 14 point underdog on the road and we'll get deeper into the game here in just a minute but the uh the commodores have covered their last two games in against both kentucky and florida do you think they can make it three straight covers against a mizzou team that has been up and down
0: you know, I don't know. I think uh, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, they probably are gonna cover. I, I definitely like the momentum that I've seen over the last few weeks. They've definitely been, I guess you could say, in it a little bit more than the previous previous weeks. So I think they will cover. I just hope that I just hope that uh, that the coaches were able to take a step back. You know, get a different game plan in motion. I know, uh, obviously, you go in planning in. Planning to take on your rivalry, and then all of a sudden you have to switch teams completely. That could definitely throw a huge wrench into any coach's staff's game plan. Um, obviously, you, you're sitting there, you're scouting weeks, weeks, weeks ahead of time. Um, and for your game to you get switched last minute, that could definitely be a hurdle that these guys are going to have to get over. But I think they'll be able to overcome that challenge. And I think they, I think they will cover. I think they're rolling off some good, some good momentum. We definitely saw some positive things early last week in, against Florida. But uh, if I answer your question, I think Vanderbilt's going to see a little bit of a stride here at the end of the season. I think that's kind of it's kind of how they always have been. And I don't see much being different. Um, you know, even with the season we've seen so far and with COVID and all the challenges. But I, I definitely think Vanderbilt's starting to maybe hit a a little bit of a stride if you can, if you could call it that, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they they definitely have been. Kenny Seals is definitely improving. We'll get into his play here in just a minute, but for all of your gambling needs, head on over to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. That's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, we haven't come to you guys since uh, either the Kentucky or the Florida game. So let's kind of just put those two together, right? Because in both of those games, actually Vanderbilt outplayed expectations in a lot of ways. Obviously they didn't get the win, uh, weren't able to put up uh, the W, but, Kept it a lot closer than most people expected, only losing by three to Kentucky. And then last week's game against Florida, you know, the spread on that one was like over 30 points. And you know, Vandy kept it very respectable, was actually winning in, at by the end of the first quarter. Uh, you know, they scored a touchdown on their first drive. One of the things that I've seen that's been impressing me is Ken Seal's maturity as a true freshman. Now He's still checking down a little bit too much for my liking. I would like to see him take Mm -hmm. some more shots downfield, especially with the offense that was brought in here with the new coordinator and some of the other new offensive coaches. You thought we might see a little bit him try to push the ball a little bit down the field more, but nonetheless, as far as true freshman goes, he is now broken Jay Cutler's freshman record for most yards. He is just, you know, seemingly maturing by leaps and bounds every day. Mm-hmm.
0: There's definitely some light. There's definitely some light at the end of the ta- table. Uh, tunnel, excuse me for seals. We yeah, got to think about Fan- the Thanksgiving table, yeah. aren't you? Right, exactly. Vanderbilt fans, Vanderbilt fans have definitely got to be excited about seals. Uh, I think with with more experience, you're definitely going to see some maybe him taking some longer shots, feeling a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. You know any quarterback, especially now that it's only conference play. You know you're playing some of the best of the best week in and week out. These guys are getting there in a hurry, right? The D lineman, the D line, uh, sec is known for just absolute monster pass rushers. Offensive line's been holding their own pretty well. Obviously, we've seen we've seen those guys having to jump over some hurdles themselves, with some guys opting out, some injuries. Um, but for the most part, I think he's been doing a great job. You kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head there. He's doing a lot of checkdowns. He's just I don't want to say he's – he definitely doesn't feel like he's in panic mode, but I feel like he is kind of going what's comfortable right now. Um, But he'll get there. I definitely think the light is at the end of the tunnel for him, and I think he's going to be a great, great quarterback uh, as he develops throughout the years. We just got to hope and pray that he sticks with us. Uh, Speaking of which, I know you and I were talking a little bit before the show. Um, That seems to be a, like (laughs) – that seems to be the norm now here at Vanderbilt is guys opting out, guys leaving into the transfer portal. Obviously, we hope that we don't lose seals. Um, and I, a little bit of word of advice. I mean, I saw Bruno tweeted this a few days ago just talking about how flooded the market must be for all these guys who are entering the transfer portal. So definitely got to be be careful of that a little bit. What's he, I don't I don't even probably need to ask you, but we lost another guy. Um, to this meet previous Moore. Yep. We lost yeah. another guy this previous week and uh you know i can't even say i'm surprised so unfortunately you obviously hate to hate to lose a guy i think he was he not an all sec freshman i think uh
1: yeah well he was he was was preseason all sec defense this season uh he was a leading tackler from from the past year uh Mm -hmm. on the team or at least leading returning tackler and yeah at this point you know they've uh so i i've actually got the list or a a a partial list of guys up here in front of me uh we've got dimitri moore we got uh colin anderson frank coppett tay daly dante carrier williams who had already transferred here from wisconsin trey douglas sean away ramon davis jr Tran reno both those uh sorry ramon davis came to vanderbilt but jr Tran reno the running back left before the season uh to head to samford actually and they've had a bunch Mm -hmm. of other guys opt out because of covid um like a ton like way more opt-outs because of COVID than any other school uh definitely in the sec and maybe even in the country it's pretty uh it's pretty crazy so uh, but yeah, like Dimitri Moore, especially uh, him, Tay Daly and Frank Coppett are, I-, I think, the three biggest losses, and they're all on the defensive side of the ball. And one of the things that we've seen from Vanderbilt this year is while their defensive front has been, you know, average to above average, maybe even good. If you th- think about Deo to Bingo and uh, you think about... um Andre Mintz like both those guys have had you know pretty solid seasons all things considered but the back end of the defense is just so slow and they're losing a lot of playmakers and that's is that's what's really doing them in especially against teams like Florida who have guys that you know are burners and can just you know they make Mm -hmm. one guy miss there's no one on the back end at Vanderbilt that's going to catch them
0: yeah that's really tough we saw a ton of that uh, I think we saw a ton against Ole Miss. I mean, they were just picking us apart, five yards, five yards at a time. Our, our secondary, I think everyone notices how how big of an impact losing those guys will really show. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough, man. It, I really, I really feel bad. Um, I really feel bad for for some of these guys that are, you know in situations guys are having to move around switch positions we've seen a couple one of the D linemen had to move over to O linemen guys are having to shuffle all around it's it's really really tough you're just trying to find you're just trying to find your spot where you feel most comfortable and right now Vanderbilt has never been we are not in any comfortable positions for any of these guys right now so I really do feel really bad I guess you could say for some of these guys you hope to just get into a rhythm of things as a player you hope to get you know, roots come training camp, you know, going into like preseason and going into the regular season, you know, I'm speaking from like an NFL perspective, but like getting shuffled around and guys leaving who are coming and going and having to move positions or guys having to step up who are younger. Uh, it's really, really tough to kind of find that groove. And, um, unfortunately, you know, we we've seen the repercussions of some of these guys opting out and some of these transfers leaving. And it's, uh, it's, it's really been tough on Vanderbilt these last, these last, uh, last few weeks and you know we just kind of hope for the best i really am just more concerned about the the effect that it's going to have on us for long term right i keep Mm -hmm. telling my wife i'm I'm thinking these guys opting out and some of these guys leaving and transferring this is going to have a ripple effect over the next five years and that's really really what i'm most concerned about is how vanderbilt is not only going to react you know to the end of this season just trying to make it through which is kind of like what we've all seen it's just like we're just trying to almost make it at this point and we'll kind of go into a little bit about how we're having actually we're having to source talent outside of football and we'll get to that in a minute but when it comes to the guys entering the transfer portal and guys opting out the ripple effect that this is going to have on generations and programs to come that's really what I'm most concerned about I think we're all just kind of like hanging on by the seat of our you know by the edge of our seat now with with mason and and where the program is where it sits today but how do we bounce back from this next year and the year after that and the year after that you know um so that's what i'm really most concerned about with
1: yeah for me i also worry about the mental state of the players right you know it's you know ryan you know it's you know if one of your brothers there on the team with you is saying peace out guys like I'm not dude, doing this it anymore. Is a, it, like yes. that is such that that is such a It's a
0: cancer. Like it's such a, a blow.
1: It's such a blow to not only the team from your you know skill wise for having those players on the field, but the psyche of the other players. Like, dude, this guy, like I thought this guy had my back. He doesn't have my back, right? And it's I thought you there's know that we, side of
0: it too. Yeah, yeah and so side
1: I, I would imagine it's like well, if he's gonna go, like why am I staying here? You know what? That, what that's what, what am that. I gonna yeah. do?
0: Exactly, and that is just like. That is uh, that is like the death penalty in a locker room. Whenever you get guys who are just like on the fence, not completely bought in, uh, or a guy who's talking about, hey, man, I might be, might be putting in my name to the transfer portal. Dude, that has just got to be an absolute cancer in that locker room. Now, you hear chatter, right? You talk to the guy next to you in your locker, like, hey, man, do you hear so-and-so's leaving? Next thing you know, that guy's thinking in his head, man, what am I doing here? Maybe I need to start thinking about leaving, or like maybe – Maybe I don't, maybe this program isn't, isn't what I thought it was either. So whenever you start getting that chatter in the locker room, uh, it can, it can start with one guy and it can, you know, it's next thing you know, it's two and then three then four. And then next thing you know, you got a whole locker room that is sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, like how do I get out of this? You know, or man, this, you know, this sucks. Uh, we need better coaching. We need better, we need better facilities, you know, whatever. Whenever you start getting that, like kind of, mindset in a locker room it is not good and it definitely um will trickle over into saturdays for sure so um you're you're absolutely right like you got to sit there and think about like man what are these what are some of these players thinking about that are on the team right now they got to be like holy holy crap like what do we get ourselves into man
1: well and and on top of that so i don't know it's actually something i wanted to ask you when you were in when you were in the league, I mean, because obviously when you are at Vandy, the transfer portal didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. It no, it wasn't a even a
0: thing. No. Yeah.
1: And so when you were in the league, though, I'm sure you played with guys who were checked out. Maybe in the last year of their contracts, they knew they were going to go mm-hmm, somewhere mm-hmm. else once they hit free agency, something like that, or they were riding the pine and they were on, you know, and, and they were, you know, grumbling to the GM, grumbling to the coaches, wanting to get out of there. You know, I'm. Did you run into that situation as a pro, and how did that affect you when you were playing or your
0: teammates? Um, well, it's, well, that I can answer that question. There's a couple of different answers to that question. One from like a whole team perspective. Absolutely. There's always guys who are definitely checked out or, uh, or maybe on a contract year or no, they're not going to make the squad. And so from a team, from like, from a team perspective, yeah, that's definitely not good. You never want to be around those guys or like have one of those guys in your team, because it doesn't help anybody. Right. Like doesn't help anyone to bring that type of energy. And into a locker room definitely doesn't help from a performance perspective. Um, but from a league standpoint, there was definitely a lot of politics in the league too, right? So it's very different from college where, you know, I come into a program like, Hey, I'm going to be here four years. Right. I pretty much do what I do what I'm told, go to class. Like don't like have any mess ups. Like I'm pretty much guaranteed to be here four years um, versus in the NFL. There's a lot of politics that go into these things. Obviously you're getting a lot of outside influence from media. You're getting influence from like, Uh, draft picks and your GM, like try to make himself look good. Like obviously if a GM drafts a guy that maybe he's not performing to the best of his ability, or maybe he's a bust, you know, the GM doesn't want to look bad and have this guy ride the bench, or maybe they give this guy a big contract. And uh, you know, unfortunately they're paying this guy $5 million a year. They're not going to pay him to sit on the bench, even though he might be playing like crap. So there's that aspect of it too. And that was a really, really frustrating thing that I'm sure most guys in the NFL can kind of speak on especially if you're like a guy like myself, who was like, you know, always that like sixth guy on the O-line or always like a guy who was like kind of fighting to make the team. You're going up against guys who maybe have a little bit of advantage over you, whether they were a draft pick by that team, maybe they're just signed a big contract, but maybe haven't had the best season or year after that. So like that was always a big challenge for for a lot of guys. Um, So from that aspect of it, you know the NFL can be very very political but uh i hope that answers your question a little bit um so oh, yeah.
1: absolutely absolutely yeah so well speaking of uh making political decisions uh, i think you know there is one decision uh in terms of vanderbilt's roster that has uh, come up recently and vanderbilt is making waves in they yeah this weekend are going. To, yeah they're making a splash they are going to it appears that they're going to be the first power five school to ever roster a female player uh sarah mm-hmm. fuller who was the goalie for the sec champion vanderbilt women's soccer team uh they just won the sec tournament last weekend congratulations to
0: only uh, sec champ on that team <laughs> yeah yeah exactly she's only sec champ I was on that team some guys last night and they were like Shit! It's the only SEC t- uh, champion on that team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, you kind of got a good point there.
1: <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, you're- because of COVID, because a combination of COVID and opt outs and transfers, Vandy needs a kicker, and so she's got a big leg. I mean, she plays keeper, and we all know that uh, goalkeepers probably have the biggest legs. On
0: yeah, people probably don't. People probably don't know that, but my wife is a keeper, and so I used to give her crap. I'm like, you can't kick the ball very far. Little did I know, actually, the keepers usually have the biggest legs on the team because they do a lot of drop kicks. They're kicking out of the goal, you know, crossing mm-hmm. an entire field, can even go all the way to the other goal mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So definitely, and it's in the style of kick, too. Honestly, yes. it's the style yeah. of kick. You know, obviously, you got your fielders and stuff who are kind of, they're very skilled type guy, you know, type of girls, guys. But uh, from a keeper standpoint, they just take five steps back run through the ball and kick it as hard as they can. Yeah, because it's always know? a
1: set piece for them, right? If they're doing exactly. like a goal kick. It's, that's, it's,
0: the, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's
1: a set piece for them. And so it, they're not worrying about kicking the kicking a ball that's moving. So it's actually much more like field goal kicking than anything Very else. And so it's going to gonna, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. And now, obviously, you know, Vanderbilt needs help in the kicking game. Their kicking game has been, uh, uh, pardon my French, has been piss poor. This season, I don't even know. What
0: are we, like three for seven or something uh, this year?
1: I'm, I I'm actually got. I'm actually gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this up for us right now because it is so <laughs> absolutely just mind-bogglingly you, go ahead bad. Uh, yeah,
0: while I look this up, yeah, while you look this up, I, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of former players, and one of the thing like. uh <laughs> One of the guys in the group chat was like, "I absolutely love this move by Mason," and everybody's like, "Huh? What? Like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Absolutely genius move by by Mason." They're saying he was saying that Mason brings Sarah onto the team. That obviously, you know, we we've already got a ton of media attention from this, but you know, they're like such a progressive move. Like, like obviously, he's doing so much, you know, for female athletes like Vanderbilt being the first school to have a, you know, the female on the roster, like they're saying, he was, he was saying there's no way he said, this just added another two years to Mason's contract. So I was dying laughing. They were like, what a genius move by Mason to save his job at the end of the year by getting Sarah on the roster. And I just was dying laughing. The whole group chat was like blowing up. They were like, Dude, maybe he's playing chess. Maybe he's playing check or chess, man. We're all playing checkers out here, but uh, they just—they just, they were just all dying, laughing about that, thinking that like this move was to save his job. And I was like, I mean, it doesn't hurt it for sure, you know. Especially if she goes out there and nails one through the uprights. You know? So we'll uh, see.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it, it's not been good uh, this season at all for Vanderbilt. I mean, for. In, in in terms of kicking um for them as a team, uh their field goal percentage um as you know, they, they have oh gosh, it's so bad. Uh they're they're under fifty percent for the season. They're under fifty <laughs> percent for the season.
0: Um in uh piercing. So, so maybe this isn't even a COVID issue. Maybe this uh, is uh... like maybe... <laughs> Maybe this isn't even a COVID issue. Maybe this is just a straight performance where they're they're looking for another, like a serious, another option as far as their kicking game.
1: Well, (laughs) if it's uh, as bad
0: as you say it is. uh, 96th out of 99 teams. 96
1: out of 99.
0: Yep. Oh my Lord. Oh my goodness. That stat right there is pitiful. I mean, and unfortunately we are in the bottom percent over a lot of stats, I'm sure, mm-hmm. there are mul- I'm sure there are multiple stats that you could read off where we are like the bottom, uh, the bottom program. Ninety six out of ninety nine. That's that's really tough. Yeah, it's that's really really tough.
1: Really, yeah, it's. I mean, it's
0: it's hard to get worse. It's hard to get worse. It, it, and well, there's there's a few more to get worse. There's there's a, there's a <laughs> it'd few more to, get to
1: do <laughs> worse. But all of those have played four games or less. Vanderbilt's played seven. Oh
0: man. And I'll so just terms of
1: percentage, percentage wise, it's, they're hitting 43% of their field goals.
0: What do we, what do we, what do we even say about that? What do we, I mean,
1: you know what, (laughs) you know, Derek, you know, I, I, what your, what your friend said in the group chat is actually very poignant for this, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it can't be worse, right? They're not going to get worse than they already are. She goes and she makes a misses a kick, big deal in, in terms of PR. This is great for outside looking in, right? It's like, oh, look at Vanderbilt, right? Oh, look at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. They're so progressive. They're so uh, you know, forward thinking, right? Thinking. Yep. They're always, you know, they're all about gender equality and they're all about, you know, all of these uh all, all these values that are, you know, that, that we associate with Vanderbilt in general, right? They, you know, all, all of these, like, you know, f- you know, f- forward thinking and all, all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, if she is successful, right? If she's successful, oh look how great this is! Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and they can promote her, and they can promote her and the women's soccer team at the same time. They'll, mm-hmm. They're probably going to celebrate the women's soccer team during this game. Any? Well, no, I guess it's games at mm-hmm. Mizzou. Um, But if they, I think they have one more home game this year, they'll celebrate the women's soccer team there. She can run on the field in her football pads, right? While they're getting Mm -hmm. the SEC championship trophy. And it's just, it's a bunch of really good PR because, especially in this day and age, you can't knock that. You cannot, you absolutely cannot knock someone from the outside, especially, cannot knock that in any way, shape, or form without without being canceled.
0: I would say, I, I would say, yeah, prove me wrong otherwise, right? Like if she goes out there, and it works man i would i would be an absolute i'd be the first one to be like man that's great like yeah. i'm a believer I'll i'm a believer i hope she's fantastic i hope she's fantastic bro i hope so i
1: mean i hope so i uh just for the sake of the team and for the sake just for the sake of the program like you know we I'd want them we be, want them to win I, yeah. we want them to be successful so like nobody's going to root against her
0: well this is the issue. this is the only this is what i have to say about it yeah, absolutely, man. We all hope we all hope she goes out there and just freaking boots it right to the uprights. I mean, uh, absolutely great for her. What an accomplishment for her to be even asked to have this opportunity. Obviously, like she has to have some sort of skill to be even like approached, like from her coach probably recommended him recommended her to Mason. Like, what a great accomplishment for her. Obviously, no one can knock that. The only thing I care about though, and not this isn't like me bashing her or anything. The only thing I care about is winning. The only uh-huh. thing I care about is her making the field goal or whoever making the field goal. If she does not make the field goal, then I it's going to be a bad move. I don't care. I don't care if she's a female. I don't, you know, because at this point, I don't, the only thing that matters to me are wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, and we don't
1: have any. And people we, we, can
0: take that. And, you know, and people can say like, oh, man, you're being like a you're being like a sourpuss or like a loser or like you don't like women. It's like, no, dude. I I really don't care if it's a guy, a girl, an alien, whoever.
1: I don't care if it's a dolphin. I don't give a crap
0: if it's a dolphin. (laughs) Whoever they put out there, just make the field goal. Just do your job, and we need to win. That's all I care about, right? But what I do have a problem with is if this is some sort of publicity stunt, if this is some sort of way to kind of like take people's thoughts or minds off of what's really going on and having it focus on a progressive attitude or a forward-thinking message, that I do have a problem with. I Like if Mason truly believes that this is an actual great option for us, dude, I fully support it. But if this is some sort of like smoke and mirror charade, I think that's very, very disrespectful. So I hope people don't take that with like, you know, the wrong way. But all that really matters is doing your job and that's winning. And for her, the, the kicker's position is making a field goal. So if she does not make the field goal, um, then unfortunately I don't think it was a good move. So that's you know, really all I care about.
1: <laughs> I, I will evaluate her the exact same way I evaluate every other player on the roster. That's
0: right. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't judge people by color of their skin, anatomy, boy, girl. The only thing I give about give a crap about is who is most qualified for the uh, who is most qualified and who gets right? results and who gets results and who gets results exactly. Even, Not even more even so most than qualification. Even more so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even more so results. That's <laughs> all I care about. Cause so at that's all I'll say about at, that.
1: At the end of the day, football, especially SEC football, is about results. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. it's it's not about it's not about winning a PR battle. Yeah, it's that's about the first it's thing about, it about winning, fo- to the it's NFL. About about winning saying, football hey man, games.
0: That's the first thing my O line coach told me when I got to the NFL. He goes, "Hey, man, you don't get paid to play; you get paid to win." And I'm like, that stuck with me. I'm like, holy crap! You get paid to play, right? You get paid to win. Right. And that's especially true in the SEC. Like mm-hmm. dude, it is a it is a what have you done for me lately business. Mm-hmm. It is a results driven business. Right. Uh I mean, I, look what happened to my man Muschamp. I mean, dude, it is a results driven business. And we're yep. gonna see even even through COVID, we're gonna see some crazy some crazy stuff happening this season. Our boy Franklin's on the hot seat, Harbaugh's yep. like, dude, we got some some people who are on the hot seat COVID or no COVID. Yeah. So um well, I We're going to fr- see what Franklin.
1: Happens oh boy, if things are bad at Penn, what are they? Own 5. Things are bad at yeah. Penn State. Things are really bad and plus they they've had some other accusations come out recently that are mm-hmm. questionable at best. If you if you're, he- if, you're
0: Fra- if you're if you're Franklin, would you ever consider coming back to Mandy? You think? Uh, re- would you even consider it? You you, you, left, you you left you left on such a high note. Uh, I'm sure you know, if for whatever uh, see, reason
1: I, I don't know if he would be so I, I think that there was a faction of people that would welcome him back with open arms. And there's another faction of people that would say, no, not in a million years because of off the field things. Right. Um, between. Okay, I
0: wasn't sure if you'd say because you left those like they were. Like... No, I don't think I don't think it's that. Okay. At all.
1: I don't think it's that at all. I think, you know, uh, you know, there are some people that get back with their exes and are successful, uh-huh. but it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Yeah. You know, the the times that it's worked, the only time it's worked in recent memory, Mac Brown going back to North Carolina after being at Texas and then being retired for a little bit. But that was 20 years between, you know, being there, Mm -hmm. going away and then coming back. Uh, We've seen that happen also, I think maybe with one or two other programs sort of rekindling the magic. But that doesn't usually work. That's usually not a very successful formula
0: uh and okay we don't have to i just i thought i'd uh i thought i'd just hear pick your brain on that real quick yeah so, if i if i'm if i'm franklin i probably i probably would just let my uh <laughs> let my record stand for itself and just keep that on a high note i mm-hmm. wouldn't want to come back and tarnish that or maybe you know for whatever reason but uh yeah i don't i don't think he's coming back nor nor do i think he should come back but um mm-hmm. we're definitely we're definitely optimistic obviously i'm going to be looking you know at the end of the season seeing who's out there because uh, I don't think there's any chance you know ch- chancellor or uh uh athletic director lee is going to be able to not reevaluate you know coach Mason and the staff I don't, I don't know
1: i don't i don't know either but i i will say so you know they've got left on the schedule is missouri georgia and tennessee at least tentatively so Missouri, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they're going to be huge underdog. There's no way they're beating Georgia. There isn't just no. zero, especially now that JT Daniels is playing quarterback at Georgia. There's no way they're beating Georgia next weekend on the fifth. You know, mm-hmm. Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee is not looking great. Mizzou has been up and down. And Vanderbilt's looking better, even if they win one of those games and finish the season what would that be like one and nine one and eight one yeah. and nine something like that
0: does does one and nine right. give does one and nine give mason hope to return next season
1: i mean you know? it, it, if it does i think that is uh, more of an indictment on the athletic department than it is on mason because mm-hmm. the team has improved in some ways throughout mm-hmm. the season they're still not winning and like you said a couple minutes ago it's not about playing it's about winning and they're not winning. Is, is really what yeah. it boils down to. Now, there have Brilliant. been some, in the last couple of games, we have seen a couple of uh, bright spots. Ken Seals, we've talked about. Another guy who's really impressed me is Chris Pierce Jr., the wide receiver. Uh, in, the, in the last, he had two touchdowns. Uh, uh, he had two touchdowns in the last game. He's also, you know, just put up some you know last game 97 yards and two touchdowns uh game before that against kentucky had 53 yards in another touchdown he's made some big plays and some big catches and kind of running over guys at times which is you know one of the things that i kind of hope to see right because there have been some you know they, they've they got some big bodies and, and playmakers at receiver um but unfortunately what, is, what year what year is he uh chris pierce i is a is a senior yeah he's a senior so So
0: this is his last year Mm -hmm.
1: it's his last year but abdur rahman um is a junior so he should be coming back and cam johnson is also a junior so cam johnson's getting a lot of Mm -hmm. catches all season he's he's a he leads the team in catches i think that the passing game has been solid right you know ken seals is you know getting up there he's being efficient he's doing a good job of not turning the ball over nearly as much you know against Kentucky he didn't have any turnovers um against Florida he had uh he, he had one interception but that was late in the game and that wasn't you know uh, I, I am pretty sure it it was late in the game um that well yeah it was on the last drive of the game when they were you know trying to come back so i, I don't even really count not, that in, in a lot of like ways. That, yeah. And so, you know, he, he's, he's been really good with the ball. But the running game has just been, it's been really tough sledding. I mean, against uh against Florida, they averaged 2.6 yards per carry. That's not going to cut it. Um Whoa. Against Kentucky, they averaged four yards a carry. And, you know, and, and a lot of that was on the back of Keon Henry Brooks, who is now out again, you know, out injured. And they've had so many injuries just left and right and couple that with the with the opt outs and the transfers and you know i i think that that's just you know like we said early on in today's show like that's just got to be absolutely soul crushing for some of the players just being like i'm the only dude left out here like you know you, you look at the two deep from the beginning of the season it's like like you know someone standing out there especially at the running back position it's like dude there's no one left
0: yeah, that is uh that is gotta be a tough feeling for some of these guys to like, you know, look behind, you know, look behind you on the dev chart, look behind you in the meeting rooms and like look back at the room and be like, there is no anyone else. There is no me not getting it done. There is no excuse of like, or like, you know, catching a break, like, okay, man, if I'm having a bad game, so and so is gonna pick me up, or like, you know, if I have a bad play, it's okay. Like, I got so and so, he's got my back, like he's gonna go in there and like there is none of that. Right. It's like you're you're standing there. <laughs> you're standing uh, at the game and there is no one else but you knocking on that door. Um, that is very that is going to be a tough feeling. You know, like I said, the ripple effect that, this, that these guys opting out and transferring is just going to be crazy. We're going to have a great recruiting class next year if we have any chance of competing in 2021. Um, so it's really, really tough. But back to kind of what you're talking about with a receiver group. You know, I hope to see the the continue. I hope to see seals continue to get better. Um, obviously, he's going to do that. This season is a was was going to be great for him as far as a learning experience. Um, we hope to see some great big receivers like Jordan Matthews and Chris Boyd out there being able to jump up and pull some of these balls down. Hopefully, we can. Hopefully, we can see you know, some guys get into the rhythm and start getting a nice relationship that we can hopefully follow for the next few years. Obviously, we're all going to be following Seals, you know, his whole career. Um, but yeah, man, the the ripple effect that this season is having on the years to come is, is definitely going to be a challenge for these guys. I know we talked about, we talk week in and week out about, is this gonna be Mason's, you know, last year we talked week in and week out about what can Vanderbilt do to, to improve the program? Is it gonna be facility upgrades? Is it gonna be coaching switches? Last week we had Florida who didn't even go into the locker room because it was they were it, they were so Oh yeah, we gotta talk
1: about that. That was that was ridiculous. They didn't <laughs> so this so this Florida team, if you guys didn't notice, this Florida team doesn't use the Vanderbilt locker rooms at all. They got dressed at their team hotel at least partially right they're all put on their pants and stuff like that at the team hotel and you know, like it's, it was like a JV game out there like you know they they got they you you're wearing the pants and the cleats and stuff like that on the on the team bus carrying on the your bus. freaking shoulder pads and your helmet and you know walking out at halftime they go and sit in the corner they're not going inside the locker room because the locker rooms are too small too poorly ventilated for for them especially during covid, COVID. Like, yeah like they might as well have had orange slices out there like you know f- for the players <laughs> it, like it was some like you know youth soccer game or something have you ever, ever been have like... you
0: ever been have you ever been in the visiting locker room no i i've, I've it, heard stories i've heard a, stories it's atrocious yeah, that's man. what it is that's like, what it is Joe like said st- a couple of weeks ago he said it was just absolutely embarrassing it is atrocious i mean our our home locker room like our locker room is bad enough as it is they did they put some stickers on the wall and like maybe gave us some new carpet like maybe a few years back when I was there and that's about it. That's about it. And our even our locker room is absolutely pathetic. Now we get because we get ready, we get ready in our locker room and then they do the star walk and they walk down the star walk and then they go into our home our team locker room. Our home game team locker room that locker room is even trash. <laughs> I mean it is. <laughs> I mean, you got like these like. You got these like metal lockers in there from like the 80s and you could tell they painted like 12 times. If you like scratch it, you can see like eight different colors on. It. <laughs> um <laughs> you scratch out, so you can find some
1: olive green and some beige. You got, beige like, one, you and, got like... one
0: toilet, you got one toilet in there and you got a couple urinals. We got like one toilet with like maybe three or four urinals. It is like at halftime you're like rushing to go in there and take a piss. Or, like, if you got to use a bathroom, God forbid. There's no, like, you know, they got females in there and stuff, like trainers and stuff. There's no privacy, you know, uh, the like little training room area. If you get bumped or bruised, like, dude, it is like the size of, I don't even, it's like the size of a closet, man. It's absolutely nothing. The whole locker room itself is like, you could barely squeeze in 60 guys in there, right? And this is an SEC home locker room. Now, let me tell you about the visiting locker room. <laughs> that is a home locker room. Let me tell you about the visiting locker room. It is atrocious, bro. Bro, there is like bugs and like cockroaches. You look up in the ceiling and it's like brown. Like freaking like the damn like ceiling tiles are like half Stained of them are missing. And stuff. Stained, half of them are missing. You know, you got these old like janky like wooded chairs. Like, not even enough to fit a whole team in there. Like, honestly, like, you're not even enough to fit a whole team in there. If you do, you're, like, shoulder to shoulder. Guys got to share probably two – you know, most guys are sharing one locker, like two or three guys. I mean, no, I don't see how more teams don't – I don't see how more teams don't not go in the Vanderbilt visitor locker room. Obviously they had an opportunity with COVID. There's no fans. They can just talk amongst themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, without anybody having like overhear conversations or like game preps or like any sort of adjustments. Um, So I know why they haven't done that in the, in the, in the the previous years, but man, it's bad, man. At some point, the SEC has got to step in and say, you guys have to devote some Mm -hmm. sort of money to your guys' facilities. Otherwise like you're going to get the boot. But yeah, another guy, another guy brought up, Another guy brought up my group chat, like an interesting point, like, you know, in one hand, you think like, man, you think the SEC would be like so ashamed of like Vanderbilt. Another guy in my group chat made like another interesting point. He was like, you know, if you're the SEC, you got to love Vanderbilt. And I'm like, why? And you say you got to think like a lot of these teams year in and year out who are like got four wins. And are looking to secure that fifth win nowadays to get that bowl game. Yeah. Like you know, you know every team's gonna get that dub against Vandy. Mm-hmm. So it makes the rest of the conference look a lot stronger when you're able to say, like, hey, all the other SEC teams, every single one of them are going to a bowl game every single year. And that like fifth or sixth win against Vandy, like he made a good point. He was like, You think that you think SEC's gotta be upset with Vandy? They probably love Vanderbilt, and you know, yeah. and it's a great excuse, like, oh. You know, well, Vanderbilt, you know, there's have high academic standards and they make all these excuses for us. Like they probably they probably love that. So I thought that was a very interesting point that he was making. It's yeah. like you would think that the SEC would step in and be like, hey, y'all gotta put X amount of dollars in your facilities and y'all gotta step it up or you're gonna get the you're gonna get the death penalty. But a buddy of mine was like, dude, that is absolutely probably not the case. They probably love Vanderbilt because it makes the rest of the the rest of the teams look like all stars, you know. Every single one of them is going to a bowl game. You got to love that as a conference, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I think that's why the Big Ten brought Rutgers in for the same idea, right? Yeah. you know. Yeah, well, but yeah. it, you get the New York market, which is the biggest market now, in, you know, in, in the Big Ten, and they're they're a pushover. Well, Nashville's the second biggest market in the you know in the SEC after Atlanta um Mm -hmm. and you know they're a pushover in football they're adequate at basketball and they're great at baseball so you know
0: it is women's soccer
1: and in women's (laughs) soccer and women's bowling women's (laughs) bowling the women's bowling team is women's bowling
0: national champs multiple times yeah multiple times i tell people that all the time i'm like you know what our best program is like what I'm like, women's bowling dog and they're like, "Are you for real?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "National champs, baby." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're it's like, "Holy it's, crap."
1: <laughs> it's them and I think Stephen F Austin. I think are the, are the, are the two yeah. best universities, yeah. at the two yeah. best schools in women's bowling. So, what are you going to do? Uh all right, how are you uh will will we'll finish it out right now? How are you going to be watching the game this weekend? You're uh you're down visiting some relatives down in Florida.
0: Down in Florida, holding it down at Daytona Beach, just got off the golf course earlier this morning. Going to be watching it from it's the rough living life. Room with all the all the little cousins and chitlins running around. I'm going to have to yell at them, keep it down. But, uh, man, I'm hoping – I'm just hoping for the guys that we can finish out the season strong and maybe get two dubs. You know, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, I don't think they have any hope against Georgia. No offense, but – George has been playing lights out, and uh, they have a few guys back. And I just don't think that uh, Vanderbilt's going to have a chance. But I really hope we can get a win over Missouri. Definitely hope we can win. Get a win win over Tennessee at least Tennessee. That way, the rest of Nashville can talk shit the other UT the rest of the year and be like, "Hey man, we, we might have went we went might have went nine and one, but the one team we did win, we beat we beat UT." So exactly, um, exactly. But, yeah,
1: you know, it, it would be yeah. great. It would be great. You know, for for all people involved. Vanderbilt gets the win. Sarah Fuller kicks the kicks a game winning field goal as time expires. You know that would be uh, yeah. that 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 would be pretty great. <laughs> um, but I also think that would definitely guarantee us two more years of Derek Mason.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's what they that's what the, the word on the street is, man. This is a, supposedly a genius move from old Mason, but we'll see, man. We'll definitely see. So, but uh, fingers fingers crossed for the boys on Saturday, man. I'm glad we had a chance to catch back up. I know obviously been busy schedules. I've uh, been trying to get this on the books, but you know. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt's having a little bit of life in them. They got 3 games left. Let's see how let's see how they finish.
1: All right, sounds good. Well, uh, until next time, anchor down.
0: Anchor down, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.